Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab podcast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Each week, we want to bring you an insightful interview on a specific topic in board game design to help you design and create games people love. And now, here's your host, Gabe Barrett. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab. Today, we're talking about AR, talking about the augmented reality. We're talking to Alex McCly from McCly's Games. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and now now you're a real person. I'm not like ARing this right now. Like I'm really talking to you. You're not like in the virtual world or anything. This is this is real, correct? True. <laughs> <laughs> I come from another world. It's called AR world. <laughs> you also come Definitely from Ukraine. And, and for people from Alabama like I am, Ukraine is another world. And so that's an interesting thing. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but Alex, I'm excited to talk to you about this, man, because as, as we kind of move into, you know, 2019, 2020, 2030, as, as time keeps passing, more and more of this really cool stuff keeps coming out. And, and with virtual reality and augmented reality, like this is the wave of the future. And you've got a really cool game you've been working on for a while, Sea of Nadia, that we'll talk about in a little bit, that it really like, takes this whole AR experience and does some really cool things with it. And so I'm excited to, to get into this uh, with you today. But first, in case people don't know who you are, never heard of you, how'd you get into game design and all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, I'm from Ukraine. So basically, I moved to Los Angeles uh, more than two years ago and uh, saw how popular board games are and decided to create a board game. You know, since then, I've been creating games and had a couple of designs. And finally, I have something that I can publish. Yeah. yeah, very cool, man. And so this game uses this really interesting AR system in some cool ways. But first, let's get into what is AR? Like, what does that even stand for? And how is it different maybe from virtual reality and some other things? Um, I'll try to explain in a kind of in simple words. So basically, it's uh, integration of digital information in what we see. So basically, from using, with using, you know, using AR, we can see the world differently something to display it in a different way. Uh, whereas, you know, virtual reality that everyone knows uh, is used as, you know, it creates uh, a computer world, a digital environment, simulated environment, uh, and it doesn't relate to reality. Yeah, I gotcha. So augmented reality, that, that's like Pokemon Go, right? Where you've got the normal world, you see the normal yeah. world, but then you've got a yeah. device or you've got some way of seeing projection onto exactly. the you know reality exactly. that kind of thing right kind of an addition to reality yeah very cool and now why why do you think this has gotten so popular like, like pokemon go like i just mentioned crazy popular at least for a, a certain certain amount of time like millions and millions and millions of people playing it why 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 is why is ar so intriguing to people it's kind of similar to uh those games like uh, uh escape rooms where people need to run around and you know find specific locations and capture those Pokemons. And this AR technology allows you to find something that's not there, but with the phone, it's there. That's why it's so cool, especially the Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so like, why else do you think people are so like intrigued? Like, like kind of a bigger picture, not just a specific game, but like just in general. What is it about this technology that people are, are, are so interested in? So probably people want to see something new compared to the real world. They just want to see, you know, uh, alternative reality, basically. Uh, and uh, also you can see that it's getting very popular with uh, big companies. And those big companies talk about augmented reality, but more than virtual reality. Because, you know, virtual reality, again, it's a separate world. 
it's not related to, to reality. Compared to augmented reality, look at IKEA, you know, where you use their application to just, you know, choose one of the furnitures, like, you know, a sofa, and put it in your room and see if it fits, if the color is great, if the size is right, it's just awesome. Or where you can just use augmented reality to measure something. I mean, there is this huge opportunity to use augmented reality and big companies are so excited about it. Yeah, for sure. And I think one big thing that is really drawing people in, something you just mentioned right now, is you don't have to be like connected to a, a device. Like you can have it on your phone. Like you can go anywhere. You can go in the IKEA yep. store. You can walk around, uh, you know, your neighborhood and collect in Pokemon. Like you can do all these different things, and you're, you're you don't have to be connected to something, especially something expensive like virtual reality stuff. It's it's still pretty expensive right now. Where where AR is a lot cheaper to uh, mm-hmm. to do a lot of these things. You can do it through apps and through your phone and stuff like that. And so I think that's really uh, helpful as well. Also, do you think? I mean, people are still a little bit weirded out by the whole, like, virtual reality thing. Like, I don't know if we're able to, like, really make that leap yet. Like, Star Trek, you know, like having the whole digital world. I don't think we're there yet, psychologically. Do you yeah. think that has anything to do with it? Probably. You know, it's an easier way to kind of to get into that alternative reality, I think. It's more understandable for people. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of like a, a middle, middle ground, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, in between. <laughs> because that's, you know... The real world is real. The virtual world is like separate. And then there is something in between. And that's what people, I think, like a lot. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about some of the uses of AR. We were talking before the show about a lot. And you just mentioned a few uh, as far as like IKEA and measure stuff. But what are some of the big uses right now uh, that you've seen with AR? And I guess specifically board games. Let's, 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 let's try to keep it more with the board game topic right now. So a board game specifically, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so basically now I can see that companies use it for the, you know, the, the game process, so to enhance the experience. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but potentially it will be used by many companies in the future for learning purposes. That's what basically I'm planning to do. Um, also, I'm not sure, but in the future, maybe uh, for the board game industry, it could be used... Uh, as a way to play board games remotely. So you wouldn't need to stay together to play. You might you know, ha- use augmented reality to project your game, maybe through the glasses, so you would have glasses and see it on the table, and your friend would have the game somewhere far. Or, or maybe you wouldn't even need to have the, you know, the, the pieces. You would, just have, you would see it, and you would just you know, click on it, and it would move. That's kind of closer to a computer game, but that would be fun. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's go back just for a second. You said to learn games. What are some ways you can use AR in the learning of games? So imagine you're learning how to play a game. So you open, you know, a rule book, and then you you look up this rule, and you try to read it, and it's still hard to to figure it out. Of course, sometimes they have QR codes. You can go to that website and search for that video, or you could just use your phone to capture that specific rule. And that rule would play on your phone as a video. And, you know, a guy in the video would explain how that specific rule works. Or if you don't know how a specific card works, you can just capture that card and then the AR video would play and explain it. I think that's super exciting. Yeah, and that's actually what you're doing with Sea of Nadia, right? True. Yeah, <laughs> and I already implemented it. And, you know, the response is great. People just love it. They can't believe it. And, you know, uh, we tried to play it with, you know, this video thing, 
And some people, you know, they don't know how that card works. So I give, give them the phone, they capture it, and then they are, oh, okay, that makes sense. Especially because each video has example at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I saw a demo video of what you guys have been working on, and it's so cool. Like, like you're saying, you just hold the card up in front of your phone, and then like inside, like through your looking through your phone inside the frame of the card, like you have a person, like you or you know somebody else that's on your team. They go, "Hey, this is how exactly. this card works." It's like, wow, this is super easy, and you don't have to wonder, well, what did they mean by this in the rule book, or do you, you know, like the verb tense? Like you don't have to worry about any of that stuff because there's a person there to explain everything. It's and it, it does make it more video game-like. I think that's one of the, the main ways that video games uh, have the edge on board games is because the learning process is so much easier. Like, you don't, you don't when you're playing a video yeah, game, yeah. you don't have to sit down and, and learn a 20-page rule book before you can play. You just hop right in. You, you throw the, you know, either load the disc or just, you know, load it up on the on the app screen, and, and you're, you're right in. You're playing it, and it's like teaching you as you play. And it seems like what you guys are doing with, with your game is the same thing. Like, you're, you're learning as you play, and if you don't understand something, well, hold the card up, look it through your phone, and it works. Actually, you know, we carried out a small research about it, like why people don't play play board games, like what stops them from playing, you know, compared to computer games. And uh, of course, a huge proportion of people around like 30 percent of people said because of the rules, it's painful or my friends don't want to play games because it's hard to learn. They prefer to play computer games, you know, or just, you know, hang out somewhere. So I think if we present a new, a simpler way of, you know, learning games, uh, including those traditional ways, I think it would just open up so uh, many doors for people to play board games. And even if you look, why, I'm not sure, I haven't discussed it with anyone, but I think uh, one of the reasons why board games became so popular at around like 2008, 9, 10, those years, is because of YouTube. Mm-hmm. When it, you know, when... Yep. They created YouTube and people started, you know, creating content of how to play games. It became so much easier to play, you know, that to learn. So I think maybe that's the reason. Yeah. And hopefully uh, augmented reality could open up doors even more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine just a couple hours ago, actually, and I was inviting him over for a game night tomorrow. And uh, he said, what are we playing? I said, well, it's, it's actually, you know, if you want to play one of my prototypes. And he said, well, as long as it doesn't take an hour to explain I was like, no, no, I mean, it's, it's you know, ten minutes. Because that, like, that was this thing. Like, I don't want to waste time. I want to play a game. I don't want to sit and listen to you like read me a rule book. I want to play a game. And that's that's, I think that's a lot of people. And you, you bring up a great point. People like Rodney Smith and you know all these how to play videos and even publishers yeah. now, like you're saying with the QR codes, they're they're doing these how to play videos and and tactical videos like strategy. Like they're putting really good content out there about how to play their games. And it's making it so much easier to, to get into it, especially people True. like I've got I've got dyslexia. Like it's rule books are annoying me are, are annoying to me <sighs> because like it's hard to read. <laughs> A lot How of many game. games have you played? <laughs> I play like five hundred games. How many games have I learned on my own? Like five? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's so hard. I hate it. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times rule books are just these giant blocks of text and, you know, it's it's not necessarily conducive to reading or, or understanding it well. And a lot of times it's written in a way that's like kind of hard to understand. And so, yeah, what you guys are doing with, with uh, Sea of Nadia is really interesting way to kind of do it differently. Now, what are some but ways... That's, Go ahead. That's, that's about board games, right? Yeah. But imagine using this technology for something else. Okay. For example, yeah. Uh, do you like cooking? I I, I like eating. My wife cooks good food that I eat. <laughs> I am not so good seriously. in the kitchen. <laughs> but keep going. But seriously, basically, like, 
two months ago, I decided I, I made decision to finally start cooking at least like two or three times a week yeah. because it's so hard for me. I just I love eating. I hate cooking. But think about having, you know, you know what I how I cook. I have those, you know, cooking recipe books that you go through, you, you know, you read the recipe and then like, oh, OK, that's the recipe. But how does it look? I'm not sure how how, how you cook it, how, mm-hmm. how, you know, what's how exactly you do that. And then you have the section next to that list of things to do, which you capture with your phone, and it explains that specific recipe. I would love it, seriously. It would be so much easier for, for me to do that, you know? I love YouTube, of course, but when you kind of, uh, when you go through YouTube, you might not find the recipe that you want, and then you look at the, this book, I love it. I see how it looks like. Okay, I see the ingredients. Compared to just YouTube, you just need to listen to it. And then, okay, I love this recipe. I try to cook it. I capture this video. It explains everything. Easy. Yeah, for sure. And I think even going back to board games, there's so many opportunities, especially with like certain kinds of games that just like lend themselves to this technology. Uh, I'm thinking about Lucky Duck Games, Chronicles of Crime. They came out with on Kickstarter not too long ago. I don't think it's out... Yeah, I don't think you could play it yet. I think it was, it was just, uh, I think it's in production right now. But it has some really interesting AR stuff going on in it. And you can use your phone and you can do all this cool stuff through your phone. And it still has table presence and cards and all this different stuff. But you can, you use an app and you use this AR to like find out the mystery and, and, and talk to different suspects and figure out, you know, oh, this evidence connects to this other evidence. And it's such a cool thing. And not only that, but you can update stuff in real time. Like that's one thing about a rule book. If you screw something up, well, you just printed. 10,000 copies of it and you can't fix it. I mean, they're printed. That is paper. But with this stuff, if you screw up a rule in the video, like, oh, I guess we'll just reshoot the video and we'll upload it and we'll have it the next day and it's it's good to go. And so, like, this opens up a lot of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. You can fix stuff. Right. That's another thing video games have over board games. You can patch stuff. If you have something that's broken or something that's overpowered or underpowered, well, you just put out a patch and it fixes it for everybody and everybody's happy. Board games? It doesn't work. <laughs> you can't really do that. You can't patch cardboard, so to speak. And you have to have like a fact and errata and all these different things. And hopefully people find them online and find out the new information, but probably not because of the way it, way it all works. And so there's some really How cool... do they use augmented reality in Chronicles of Crime? Yeah. Okay. So you've got suspects, right? And I'm, I'm just going from memory based on what I remember from the Kickstarter. And so like if you, you've got different cards and so like you put your phone in front of a suspect and it will pop up like what they have to say, like you're interrogating them and different things. And then there's like a crime scene. And so you put your phone over that and you get a certain amount of time, if I remember. And you can like, basically you, you look around and like you move your phone around and it like shows you different aspects, different parts of the crime scene. You're looking for evidence and like, you're looking for different, like um, a murder nice. weapon or different evidence, things like that. And then there's cards that also have the same images. So like if you see a shovel at the crime scene, you could hold your phone up, you know, and look at the shovel card and it's going to, pop up some, oh, you found the show, oh, there's blood on the shovel. And so, like, it's using it. But what's cool about this is you can use all these cards for totally different scenarios because the card is just a person. It's just, you know, a, a shovel yep. or, you know, a person or a shovel, <laughs> a thing or a, or a place, whatever. <laughs> and so you can make millions of different scenarios using the exact same yeah. cards. And so it's just a really cool way to do it. Uh, and I know they, they've got tons and tons of other scenarios that, that they're working on. And, man, it's just some really cool stuff. I had this idea of using, you know, AR for like a, a social deduction game, yeah. you know, for example, I'm not sure if it's possible to do, but I would challenge someone to do that for sure. Where you, for example, you have some secret information 
and you get a card, you know, people see it, but you know, you, you see a person, but you're the only one who encountered it. You just capture that card and the AR video would play and that person would show you something very secret, something important to you and you will decide if you want to share it with the, the people or maybe keep it for yourself, you know, that would be very cool. I'm not sure if they use it in Chronicles of Crime, if there is, you know, a betrayer, a traitor, so they could lie or something. But that, I, I really want to see what they did with it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a co-op game. And so I don't know that there's a, like a oh, traitor or anything mechanic. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different opportunities. And one thing that yeah. you and I were talking about before is AR can be used to enhance the play experience, not to get rid of it, right? We're still talking about board games and cards and having a table presence exactly. like that. What are some ways that you've seen or you're thinking about that this uh, technology can enhance the gameplay experience? So basically, we talked about it, about Chronicles of Crime, that it could really enhance the experience. You know, it would feel so much uh, richer. It would push the boundaries of board games. So it wouldn't be just, you know, here on the table. It could be like further from you. Yeah. Uh, also, it could be used, of course, to, to, to make it, you know, visually awesome. For example, you just, you know, you see that sea, you know, in, you know, in the ocean moving and like raging sea, it would be very fun. Or those miniatures that you have would move and, you know, be ready for, for a fight. So that could be very cool for, you know, for the, the experience. Yeah, you can add a lot more theme into a game when you've got more opportunities, right? especially with video, and, and you could add sound into it. I mean, there's just a lot of cool ways. Exactly. Yeah. It, again, here is the event. You just capture that event, and the music of that event plays and creates this atmosphere. It would be very cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what are some other examples of, of ways you've seen AR used in cool ways? Talk about Pokemon Go, Chronicles of Crime, Ikea. Like, what are some other just general examples of things you've seen that maybe people can go, oh, okay, this is really cool, and, and kind of give them some ideas? Um, maybe you saw that uh, Kickstarter uh, that they had a couple of years ago where you just, you know, take a picture and send that picture to someone. And that person kind of receives that picture, captures it with the phone, and that picture is placed as a video. So you, you don't just see the picture, you see the whole scene of what happened. Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of a simple and very cool way of doing it I think someone is using it for um, instructions where you just capture an instruction and uh, someone explains to you how to solve that, for example, ta table, how to assemble that table yeah. instead of you trying to guess it. So that makes it much easier. Uh, for example, there was this presentation, Apple, in, uh, present Apple had a recent presentation of their iPhone, new iPhone, and they showed a new game where you just, you know, kind of, capture you don't even capture you just need a surface you just capture that surface and your phone acts as a spaceship and you're just trying to destroy uh, aliens which are flying around yeah. and you can play it simultaneously with your friends at the same time that's a simple and very cool idea so in board uh, in games it's it can be used in few, in a lot of ways yeah definitely all right, so let's let's kind of get into the technology side of things. What is the what's the tech that you need? What's the I don't want to say education, but what are the skills that you need to be able to do this kind of stuff? Okay, so basically, before I tell you about it, I wanted to mention how I got into augmented reality. Yeah. Uh, basically, I went to Ukraine for uh, an innovation uh, kind of convention. Uh, and I met people who do this technology, augmented reality technology. And they explained to me that 
this is very simple. We have this application. It works really simple. You just go to that application, upload videos, put pictures, connect them. So for me to do that, it was very simple. I just needed to, you know, to learn step by step what to do. Uh, so there is no technological differences in how, uh, difficulties in how to use it. But to create it, oh, that's very advanced. And I'm not sure I can't even talk about it because I'm not an IT guy. But I, I know people who, who do that. And uh, it's pretty kind of, it's doable. Gotcha. So you, you basically got hooked up with some people that already had a system. They already yeah. had a program. And then you were able to kind of use that program yeah. for a different purpose. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, so you're not you're not a... A programmer, you're not a coder. You just found some people no. who are, and then we're able to to kind of piggyback on on their technology. I'm a board game designer, and you know I talk to investors in my <laughs> day job. That's it. That's the only thing I I know yeah. well. Gotcha. Now, what would be some ways that somebody could do this kind of stuff easily, or you know maybe on the cheaper side, like where or where you wouldn't have to learn programming, or you wouldn't have to figure out you know all the the tech behind it? What are some ways that you could still do AR? And and it not be the kind of full on AR like some of these major companies are doing. I'm not trying to advertise or something, but the only company that I know is the company who I work with okay. who can do that. So if you have an idea, you can just, you know, talk to them or talk to me. I'll, you know, they actually <laughs> they don't speak English, but, you know, there, there's probably a way to communicate and they would help with anything. They could upload any video, any picture, and connect them, and then you could use it for your game or for any other project. So uh, that's the only way I know. Uh, for some specific purposes, of course, you could use some you know, famous brands like you know, Ikea, you know, but I'm not sure if they work with someone. But for your purposes, I know that the application that I use and those guys can help anyone. Yeah, what's the name of their company? So it's called SimoAR, SimoAR, which is uh, S-I-M-O-A-R. Um, yeah, probably contact me because I'm their representative in the U.S. Um, and uh, yeah, just contact me at, you know, should I tell my email or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what's the best place to uh, contact you as far as if somebody, you know, they're sitting there and they're like, I've got this really cool idea, but I have no idea who to talk to as far as how to make it happen. How would they find you? So you basically can go to MacLaysGames.com um, and click on SimoAR tab. And there is an email underneath, and it, the email is SimoAR at MacLaysGames.com. And just contact us, and, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll help you with anything, you know, you have planned. Yeah, for sure. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode on the Board Game Design Lab website as well. So make it a little bit easier for people to find. Because, I mean, that's one, one of the main drawbacks right now is like, if you don't know how to do this, you got to find somebody who does. And uh, I was talking to um, Vincent over at Lucky Duck Games, and he was talking about the Chronicles of Crime you know, system and all that. And, yeah. and the, the guy that kind of spearheaded the game, he made the technology first. Like, he, he was a coder, he was a programmer, and so he had figured out this... Uh, this way to do it and then they needed to kind of put the game around it right and add the art and add the assets so he kind of built the system from the ground up and if you don't know how to do that good luck I mean, it's just not going to work but if you can find people like like the company you're working with and kind of go to them and say hey sure. i got this idea and you got a little money also it's going it's not a, a cheap thing i'm assuming it's not something yeah. you can just do for a couple hundred bucks i mean doing a couple of videos or well, it's not too expensive but if you want to implement uh you know a whole augmented reality technology in your application yes then it could be complicated but still SimoAR can do that yeah cool okay so they can do little things if you just wanted to do a For handful sure. of like rules videos and 
that kind of thing, or that's all the way up to. That's what they specialize in. Yeah, they, that's what they specifically do. They build AR technology into someone else's applications. Um, also, you can use, you know, you can also, if you want to use augmented reality for simple purposes, like advertise your uh, project on a business card. So basically you just capture that business card and an AR video plays and explains everything. Yeah. Simple. We can do that as well. Oh, awesome. That's a, that's a really cool idea. Like especially if you had like a sell sheet or like I said, business yeah. card and you want to give that to potential publishers. That might be a little overkill, but it's just a cool idea and we'll, we'll see. All right. So let's cool. talk about how you, how you play test this stuff. Like when you were working with Sea of Nadia and kind of getting everything together, what was the playtesting process like for the augmented reality side of things? So basically, we had a couple of simple video shoots to see how it goes, and then we, when we play tested a couple of cards, people were people were kind of confused with something. So we had to really make sure that the video delivers how that specific element works, and you know, the video at the end, you know, the the example at the end needs to be very instructive. So it was, you know, a challenge for sure. So we had to really work on that, and then when it when I finally figured out like what exactly needs to be in the video then the, the final video shoot was made otherwise it would be a waste of time you know to shoot a video is like to to write a rule you know then you play and you figure out okay it doesn't work then you rewrite the rule this way you record the whole video with a you know videographer with the actor and it doesn't work okay you, you just wasted 500 dollars <laughs> or something like that so it's you need to be very careful with augmented reality because you shoot videos of course but in general it's very simple it works well so when people play you can just do that see what the video says you can see their reaction if if it helps them understand things or not i had some you know suggestions of kind of putting a separate link where, you know, when you capture that video, you have a separate link that you press on it, the button that you press on it, and go to a, to a written explanation of that rule. So that's another thing I need to work on, you know, right now. But I think it's doable. It's pretty simple to do. You just, you know, add that button. And again, I talked to SimoAR, and it's possible to implement. So uh, I would say you need to listen to people, what they say, if uh, it works for them, what they want. Uh, sometimes people wanted to have uh, uh, the example of play kind of faster. So maybe there, there should be a button of, you know, kind of fast forward into the end to the, uh, you know, example section or something like that. So, yeah, there are things to work on. <laughs> yeah. And so it really creates this whole new category of stuff to figure out if it works, right? So you're not only figuring out does yeah. the rule work, does the game work, but also these little nuances like, okay, we also need a 2x a speed button we also need a way to fast forward we also need like there's a lot more just yeah. to be aware of right so how like how long did it take to just test this whole thing and get it all figured out so around 11 months ago i met those people from SimoAR, and since then it took me like four months to kind of figure out if it's gonna work at all you know i had some tests uh took some random rule books and then random cards and tried to to connect them together a picture with the video and then I, I, I think it worked, so it made me confident that I should do that. And then uh, eventually it took a couple of months to figure out what exactly needs to be in the video. And then, not too long, but you know, the video process, the shooting and putting everything together, it took me around a month. So yeah, uh, 
takes time, but yeah, if you if you're working on a, on your project right now, it's good to do that like at the same time, because otherwise, you know, at the end when your project is ready, oh, you need these like five four months to complete the AR thing. I can't even imagine how much uh, critical crimes uh, guys cre uh, worked on their augmented reality if it works or not. Oh, I can't even. I, I I'm so excited to see it. I, I didn't know they use it in a, such a good way. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you the I'll get you the link after the show, man. It's it's a really cool thing. But like you're saying, it takes it takes forever. It takes a long time. Like board games in general take a long time. But this stuff, it's, it just adds so much more time to the to the to the timetable to the timeline of, of getting all these things. Like you said, shoot, now you gotta shoot a lot of videos, and you gotta find a good person to do that. Like if maybe maybe you're good in front of the camera. Maybe not. You know, maybe you need to go out and find somebody who is. Yeah. Uh, maybe some people have a voice for this stuff. Some people don't. Some people have the kind of demeanor they can. You know, look good and all that. Some people don't, and so there's just a lot more things to to be aware of. What what advice would you give somebody that's that's thinking about this stuff? Like, what would you tell them if they've got an idea and they they don't know how to do it, they don't know how to figure it out, but like that, you know, a cool the next Pokemon Go kind of thing or the next you know idea for a board game with this augmented reality? Like, what would you say to them? Like, kind of walk me through where you were when when you really decided, okay, I'm going to do this. This is the route that, or the path that I'm going to take. What would you tell somebody in that same space, like trying to figure it out right now? Wow. So in my situation, I felt like I shouldn't really talk to people and tell them idea of using augmented reality for learning purposes. So I, I had a limited kind of uh, number of people who I could talk to. But then at the same time, I really wanted to talk to other people who are not involved in the industry and see what they say, if they like that idea. If it's really something, you know, they are excited about, then, you know, you can proceed, I think. Because it was so much work that I was kind of not very confident if I should do that. But then anytime I would tell people how it would work, they would be super excited. They were like, wow, that's something cool. I want to see it. Then when I finally implemented it, they were like, wow, this looks amazing. This works. So, ah. Uh, the, the the advice the first one is just see if 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 it but sometimes even if people don't like the idea but then when you implement it it might really work so i'm i'm not sure what's the best advice but definitely before you put all your time into it like talk to someone and see the response it will help you for sure yeah i definitely think you in in, in this type of game especially you need to test the market first like you need yeah. to know that this is something people can are going to get behind because it's going to take so much time and probably a lot of pretty decent amount of money. And so like you don't want to get out there and then like not make any money on Kickstarter or not have anybody show up to buy the game when it launches or whatever. Like you really want to test the the idea as as yeah. a product before you just jump headlong into something because it's easy to get excited about a passion project that ends up taking a lot more time and money that you'll never recoup. And so yeah, I think I think you really need for to Pokemon Go for Pokemon Go guys. It was easier because it's already a, a popular brand. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you can already kind of uh, pre predict that they're gonna be successful. So it was a good idea to kind of come up with this amazing idea that worked. But for us, those guys who kind of put all our money into it, that's so dangerous. So yeah, consider things before doing it. Yeah. Now, where do you think the future? What do you think the future holds? Like, where do you think AR is headed? What are some things that you kind of see on the horizon or would be really cool? And maybe you don't know that they're going to come, but it'd be cool over the next five or 10 years. Like, what do you think? Uh, you know, that's the question I keep asking 
people. Even, you know, when I talked to those big guys like Jamie Stegmaier, he was like, oh, that's the future for sure. Augmented reality is kind of something that's going to get into board game industry kind of even more over time and more. Uh, I think augmented reality will be a new kind of new standard in the future, potentially. Uh, so that's not sure if it's going to be a standard for learning purposes, but that's what I want it to be. But potentially it will be. And also I think augmented reality could be used for a very interesting kind of purpose of playing board games remotely. That's what, what I mentioned before. Not sure if someone talked about it, but that's, that's a potential for the future. Yeah, you wouldn't need your, you know, to be next to that person. Uh, you could just play remotely with augmented reality. Maybe there would be those augmented reality glasses that you just wear and the table just transforms into a game, you know? Yeah, it's so kind of we'll like see. taking tabletop simulator to the next level, right? Where you don't have to just sit at yeah. a computer. You can you can yeah. just sit around your, your dining room table. And, and Steve, who lives in a, a couple states over now, he moved away. He can still play D&D &D with the rest of you and it all, you know. And you, you not have to use Skype. You don't have to use anything. Just kind of sit there at the table like normal. But I think it's, you know, augmented reality could be used in so many new ways that we don't even think about it yet. So let's see. I, I'm super excited about augmented reality in board game industry, not just the whole the other world, but in the board game specifically, it, it would be very cool. Yeah, for sure. Wow, it's been very cool, man. Do you have any like closing thoughts, closing ideas, closing advice, anything else that uh, you want to mention? Yeah, basically, I would just you know encourage people to to think about you know something that feels impossible and you know try new things. Uh, probably attend those innovations. Uh, uh, things uh, like uh, conventions and see what's going on in the world and how you can implement that in you know in what you're doing of course it might be a board game so maybe you could implement something cool in your game so yeah uh, you know uh, stay open-minded and uh, you know create new cool things for sure yeah awesome well cool man well hey before we uh get out of here tell me a little bit about your kickstarter yeah see of night is on kickstarter right now uh, it's a very cool game. Uh, you know, we came up with it like two years ago and put a lot of effort into it. Uh, it's a cool game about, you know, sailing your ship, collecting resources, uncovering hidden treasures, you know, sabotaging each other. Uh, it has some cool mechanics like uh, rolling dice where the first player rolls dice and assigns each die to each player. And that determines what each player is going to do on their turn. So it feels very cool. So in general, it's a very cool game, and I'd love you to check it out, and hopefully you'll you'll be able to support it. Ah, you know, I would be very kind of shy to ask people to support it, but then I learned from my friend that you know, if you need help, ask people for help. So if you're you know somehow interested, please help it, support us, and uh, you know, hopefully you played, enjoyed, and try the augmented reality technology as well. Yeah, for sure. Because like like I was saying, I saw the demo video for the game and just the way of learning rules and learning how the cards work and all that using that AR system just a really cool thing uh, and the, the game seems to be good as well so so it doesn't seem to be just a novelty you know oh it's got a cool AR thing no it seems to be a pretty good game and it seems to implement the, the pirate theme pretty well speaking of pirate themes we're going to talk about pirates over in the bonus round to so make sure you you check that out but Alex man really appreciate your time good luck with the Kickstarter good luck with the AR systems and all that kind of thing everything you're figuring out with that good luck with your company and everything else you got going on right now 
Thank you, Gabe, for having me. I'm a huge fan of your show. I've listened to it for more than a year already. So, yeah, thank you for all you do. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics, the leader in crowdfunding fulfillment and warehousing. Check them out at qmlogistics.com and find all sorts of game design resources, bonus material, and chances to win free games at boardgamedesignlab.com. And until next time, keep designing, keep playtesting, and keep creating great games. Did I mention keep playtesting?